we are going to talk about near-death experiences. What does near-death experiences have to do with spiritism? This will answer over the next four or five months. We will try and let you understand what are the intersections. What I believe is spiritism explains what many people see and feel and experience during near-death experiences can be fully described. And when I talk to people with near-death experiences and I tell them, okay, this is what I believe this means once you understand spiritism, once you and spiritism allows you to understand the spirit world, the organization and the processes, why we're here on earth, why are they bringing you to the spirit world to talk to you, right? It explains a lot. And the people I've talked to said, ah, you know, and it's, it's amazing. So we're going to be talking about this for, you know, probably four or five months every Wednesday night at 7 Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, all time zones in between, and all time zones around the world on Wednesday night. So I invite you here to come see me. Please post your comments. If you'd like to, go to my site, nwspiritism.com. And, you know, people have before, describe your near-death experience to me. And uh, you can go to my site, do the contact, explain your near-death, and I can speak about it. Or you can actually, if you're on Facebook Live, you can ask me questions on certain aspects of your near-death experience by using in the comment section. I'll be happy to talk about it and discuss it with you. So what is exciting about this is that I believe that spiritism explains what is happening to your near death and during your near death experiences. A lot of people always have questions and a lot of people are changed forever. But I think that learning about spiritism can help you make those changes with a more understanding of what you saw and what you experienced. It fills in the gaps. Now, what if, what I have done, I have written two books about this, which the first book where I'll be going through near-death experiences is what really happens during near-death experiences according to spiritism. Again, you can find links to these books on my blog, nwspiritism.com. On the right-hand side, you can find uh, this book, and then you can also find my latest book is, let me bring that up. Here we are. The Spirit World Talks to Us, 12 Accounts from Near-Death and Other Experiences. So I really go in all about what is happening. So let's, let's, let's dive in right now because it's, it's exciting. So first, why are we interested in near-death experiences, NDEs as we call them? Well, with the advent of the internet, social media allows masses of people to more efficiently pull together shared experiences than at any other time in history. Once, what was once an isolated phenomenon is now a common occurrence. Whereas in times past, a simple farmer or a rich landowner who would be able to be pulled back from death their story, if they chose to tell it, would be a solitary happenstance, easily explained away or believed. It made no difference since the significance of the account would be eventually dismissed as an outlying data point. The recent improvement in the speed and efficiency of human communication in conjunction with modern medical methods of assisting the body to recover after trauma has supported the explosions of accounts. 
As the interpretations of each individual who was returned became widely known and disseminated, others chose to finally reveal their own personal story. Therefore, a small bookshelf of NDEs is now becoming a library. Recollections from every country, culture, language, and age group now reside in the great internet cloud, a mountain of data which can no longer be wished away or ignored. The parallels and common themes from all corners of the world preclude everyone's accounts to be merely mass hysteria. NDEs aren't in the territory of alien encounters. Doctors, lawyers, professors, engineers, sales and service people are reporting in, telling us similar refrains. With the added mystery of some NDEs where the person either saw or is told of events that they could not have possibly known in their current state. Taken as a whole, the only conclusion is that something must be happening beyond our comprehension. Hence, interested researchers are beginning to seek an explanation. For most, the objective is to prove that these are the common side effects of a brain winding down, the equivalent of a policeman telling the crowd to move on. There's nothing to see here, but controlled experiments have a way of determining their own truth. With facts and figures, certain conclusions must be either discarded or entertained. So what is research telling us now? Well, there are multiple studies underway. I know of one in the United States where pictures are placed on the ceiling of an operating room. Patients who are wheeled in, unconscious, then revived, either through direct heart simulation or an emergency operation, then wheeled out or asked a series of questions after they come into the recovery room. I am anxiously awaiting the results, for if they're able to identify the contacts in the room, where they were observed to be completely under at all times. What more proof do you need to know that there's truly something going on? What? I'm not sure. There is one article that in is supplying some proof. In a 2014 article in the British newspaper, The British Mail, we are told of a study which spanned four years with more than 2,000 patients, all who experienced cardiac arrest meaning their heart stopped and no blood was flowing through the brain. This is important because a lot of people say when blood stops flowing through the brain, you're dead. Bringing oxygen and nourishment to cells anywhere in the body. 15 hospitals took part. The result is that almost 40% of patients who survived, those are just people who survived, told researchers about some kind of awareness at precisely the period when they would have been declared clinically dead. This is what the, uh, the article said. Scientists at the University of South, Southampton conducted a four-year study of more than 2,000 patients who had suffered cardiac arrest. The research spanned cases at 15 hospitals in the UK, US, and Austria. The findings revealed nearly 40% of those who survived described some kind of awareness during the time when they were clinically dead before their hearts were restarted. Dr. Sam Parnia, who was in charge of the study, tells us, the evidence thus far suggests that in the first few minutes after death, consciousness is not annihilated. Whether it fades away afterwards, we don't, don't know, but right after death, consciousness is not lost. The scientists heard one man recall leaving his body entirely, watching his resuscitation from the corner of the room. The 50-year-old social worker from Southampton was dead for three minutes. He had managed to recount detailed actions of the nursing staff and the sound of the machines. Why is this important? Primarily because previous studies have demonstrated the inability of the brain to fulfill its role when the flow of blood ceases. 
Hence, the theory of hallucinations occurring while the brain shuts down is negated. The article has Dr. Parnia's explanation. Dr. Parnia said, we know the brain can't function when the heart has stopped beating. But in this case, conscious awareness appears to have continued for up to three minutes into the period when the heart wasn't beating, even though the brain typically shuts down within 20 to 30 seconds after the heart has stopped. This is significant since it has often been assumed that experiences in relation to death or likely hallucinations are illusions occurring either before the heart stops or after the heart has been successfully restarted, but not an experience corresponding with real events when the heart isn't beating. Furthermore, the detailed recollections of visual awareness in this case were consistent with verified events. So, out of the 2,060 patients, 330 survived, and Dr. Parney reports the categories of people's experiences. 39% of patients who survived cardiac arrest and were able to undergo interviews describe a perception of awareness, but did not have any explicit memory of events. Dr. Parnia said, this suggests more people may have mental activity initially, but then lose their memories after recovery, either due to the effects of brain injury or sedative drugs on memory memory recall. Among the study participants who recalled awareness and completed further interviews, 46% experienced a wide range of mental re recollections that were not compatible with the commonly used term near-death experiences. They included feelings of fear and persecution. Now, I'd like to talk about that for a second. So, he says what Dr. Parney is thinking is all near-death experiences, they're all wonderful, you go and, you know, and you experience love. No. Not all death experiences. If you read about people's near-death experiences, some of them go into what they believe is a type of purgatory. And yes, they had fear and feelings of persecution. So, and then he also said 9% had experiences commonly linked to a near-death experience. So 9% out of 330. While well, 2% showed full awareness or out-of-body experiences. They explicitly recalled seeing and hearing events after their heart stopped. In many of the cases, several similar trends emerged. One in five described a feeling of peacefulness in the moment after death. A third said that said time had either moved quickly or slowed down. An out-of-body experience was felt by 13% of those asked. The bright light or golden flash image often used in Hollywood film was also described by some patients. Others experienced more unpleasant sensations of fears of drowning or being dragged through deep water. So Dr. Parney expressed his opinion that the number of people having experiences when close to death would be higher were not for drugs and sedatives given to patients. So let's look at their reported results. 9% of the 330 had what Dr. Parney's team was considered an NDE, while 39% had an awareness. I would contest that the throwing out of the people included in the NDE category, the people who had feelings of fear and persecution. Since, as I said before, there are many cases reported where the NDE wasn't pleasant. Hard truths are often exposed to those who need it. Emanuel Swedenborg, the 17th century medium who wrote books about the spirit world, was allowed to be present at judgments after death, and not all were pleasant. Still, with the exclusion of all any flawed experience for the NDE tally, this percentage is actually higher than I would have thought. The spirit world doesn't make any near-death near-death event and occasion to communicate with us. Only those persons who have been targeted by reasons un unexplained are given the opportunity to converse with the other side. There is always a purpose which may not be readily apparent for some time. 
This is one of my main objectives of my quest to provide the spiritist interpretation of the event and supply the underlying objective of the spirit realm and contacting the incarnate, meaning us here on earth. The bottom line is facts have been revealed that would have any reasonable person questioning the thesis so loved by the Illuminati of our culture today that we are just organic animals destined to rot away without a soul, without a purpose in life other than to consume. So what are the real reasons why we're interested in NDEs? That brings me to the second point of why we are interested in NDEs. The first being the appearance of data and its analysis. The second, the true underlying cause of why we're interested is the emptiness of our spiritual side. We know in our hearts, in the deep recesses of our mind, that we are not mere animals surviving for a few moments of time on the planet. Why else would so many seek an explanation for this longing, this feeling that there is a higher cause, a purpose for our life? The study of NDEs reveals a common theme. We are not just shells with a brain wired to survive and reproduce to spread our genes far and wide. We are on earth for a reason to improve and one day become a pure spirit. In that short sentence lies volumes of unanswered questions. Gratefully, we have received some guidance, revelations from Alan Kardec, Francisco Sico Xavier, uh, Reverend G. Bao Owen and others supply us with the foundation of knowledge that are now available to us to research in order to take various NDEs and translate the underlying reasons for the NDE and the context of the messages being delivered to the recipient and an explanation of the other world seen through human eyes. When you read the recollections by the individuals who experienced their time in a different dimension, communicating with beings from the earliest myths of the human race to name spirits in the Bible, you only read one side of the story. The chroniclers witness it events and sites that are completely foreign with no baseline of human experience, which prepares them to fully comprehend the significance of what swirls around during those precious moments in the spirit world. The doctrine of spiritism provides the commentary to fill in the blanks, to explain the processes whereby souls are taken, shown fantastic displays and imparted information. Not all details are known, but using the compass of spiritist teachings, light is shown upon questions we all have. Questions like, why is the spirit world communicating with us? Are we truly given specific tasks to perform while on earth? Why are we loved to such a degree as described by near-death survivors? How can we see past family members? Have we lived before? How we are judged and why? How can the spirit world show us the future in different scenarios of the future? One where we are on earth and one where we alter the lives of all who are affected by our presence. How, we, how are we guided by the spirit world? Only by understanding the broader vision of the spirit world can we focus our energies on what we are on earth for, bettering ourselves. We need to cast off the anchors of excessive materialism, free the ties to earth, and establish a path to ascend, to rise to the level we desire to attain. A herald has appeared, not just one, but each person who has written about their incident. They are telling us to wake up and look around. Life is much more the, than the accumulation of goods. It is about love and caring for your family, your neighbors, and beyond. It is about being an honest and civically involved person. It is about studying to accumulate what is expected of us and analyzing our trials on earth so we may determine how to pass the test that life 
presents. So my series of talks is hopefully, and my two books is hopefully our, a pathway to unlock the mysteries of the spirit world. It's just a beginning step, but it's a required one. By listening and reading and understanding what others have seen, you will determine for yourself the extent of love and guidance that constantly surrounds every human on earth and assists you to make the choice to place your foot, your first foot forward on the journey to purify your soul. So let's go on about the intersection then between NDEs and, and spiritism, because I believe that spiritism very closely can explain to you why happens when during NDEs. Now, in the United States, there has been literature and research about NDEs for quite a few years now, right? And there are many stories on the internet dealing with what occurs for people that have had an NDE. The stories could have been lifted from one of the many books psychographed by Francisco C. Xavier. Xavier is a follower of Spiritism, which has been around since the 1850s, founded by Allan Kardec. And me, so this is an important book. You get to the spirits book. Here is a picture of Alan Kardec and the spirits book. So anybody interested in spiritism, you don't have to read my books. You can get Alan Kardec's book. You can find his book, Alan Kardec, and type in space PDF on any search engine, DuckDuckGo, and you'll find his book on PDF. You can find it, of course, on uh, Amazon. And you can also click on his picture on my blog. And you will take you to a spiritist bookstore and you can find his books there too. So there's many places to find the spirits book. It's a series of 1,019 questions that Alan Kardec asked mediums, different mediums in different geographical areas. And so he wanted information from the high spirits. He didn't want just one medium who channels one spirit. He wanted several and he didn't use that in his book or books as he wrote, wrote other books too unless he had confirmation and backup. So he, it was very scientific in the 1850s. He was, he was a scientist. He was a, a well-known educator and writer of educational books to help teach uh, children. So Alan Kardec is uh, the whole, he's called the codifier of spiritism. Very important person. Uh, and there's actually a movie on Netflix about Alan Kardec out, which may be uh, extremely interesting to many people. Uh, the other book, which is a very good book by Alan Kardec, I recommend people read, is The Gospel According to Spiritism. If you've ever read the, the New Testament and not really understood some of the parables, like me, right? Yeah, um, you know, let the dead bury the dead. Well, this explains it. Right? This explains what he means, what Jesus meant by saying these things. And it's amazing. Once you read and understand about spiritism, he wasn't, some of the things weren't just parables. They were like out and out absolute truths that he was telling us. But we just thought, well, like, let's take, for example, let the dead bury the dead. So what did he mean by that? Well, spiritism tells us that when you die, if you are a high enough spiritual credit, right? You will have other spirits come and help you get out of your body, get out of your body and, and then go into the spirit world and be comfortable within the spirit world. 
So therefore, when Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, he meant it literally. So how interesting. It tells you so many things that, that you know, people haven't noticed before. And um, let me bring this picture up. Oh, wrong one. And this is something I think will help explain. Where do I go? There we go. So, this, of course, this is in uh, Portuguese on the top, but it's the spirit, the paraspirit, and the body, which is corporal in Portuguese. So, when people talk about near-death experience, they say, I was... I was above my body and I saw my body. And a lot of times they'll say, I saw a silver cord. And what spiritism tells us is that the paraspirit, when the paraspirit leaves your body, it's attached by a silver cord that can attach, that can expand. Now you can go explore the universe and that silver cord will still be in, in your mind's eye, will still be attached to your body. And I've heard, you know, you read about people's NDEs and I was like, oh, interesting. They say, yeah, and I, I, I you know, I, I went to this place and I looked behind me and I still had this silver cord attached. Not everybody sees this. Some people do, some people don't. But your paraspirit is embellishes, it, it actually covers your body like a diving suit and actually it penetrates every cell of your body. And so your paraspirit is really kind of that, your soul that it emanates your body. Now your spirit itself is the logical, your your spirit brain is everything. It's, it's your it's your personality, your character, and your paraspirit is is the tunnel between your your spirit goes to your to your paraspirit, which covers your body. That's why when you are in a body and you've got this this cord, right? That you you're putting information in from your spirit brain, which is a lot smarter than your physical brain. Thank God for for me, right? A lot of us. That's why you don't know. And that's why, you, you know, you're not allowed to know your past lives. But when you leave your body and your paraspirit leaves your body and then your paraspirit then, you know, looks like this, you know, looks like your body was, but how you think it should look like, then all, your memories start coming back. Now, you don't memories don't necessarily come back right away. They come back when you are ready for them. Some people can't handle most the, the terrible things they did in past lives. But this is, you know, this is what spiritism tells us. We have the spirit, the paraspirit, and the body. So this should help interpret a lot of things from what people see. So, so this is why I tell you that spiritism can put things in context and explains in full what other people through their experiences have started to explore. So, some of the recent NDE stories have been published on the NDERF.org, Near-Death Experiences Research Foundation site, and I've used some of them from there. And they explore the state of the universe in which our spirit lives, right? Some of the stories you, you sit there. there be sent, there's a story like this. Well, so I, while I was on the stretcher, I observed a very white light at a distance, which I was approaching. I was like floating in the air writes Victorial from Argentina, published in March 2014. He goes on to describe the unfolding of pictures and gaps developed in progress continu continuously 
presenting a constant, delicate, consequential line in perfect order, a chain of events, yet somehow they're all happening at once. The past, the present, and future were all happening at once. It was inspiring to witness the order and sense that all these little pictures seemed to have in the big picture. I felt a lot of compassion. I was all forgiven. In fact, there was nothing to forgive. I could see that my life had perfect order to it. In some way, it was like watching a mathematical equation or a sum that makes perfect sense. Such and such event created this kind of result. It was a simple trail of natural cause and effect with a gentle understanding. Well, you see that all the time yeah, when you read spiritualist literature. People experiencing NDEs write about meeting spirits and, com spirits and communicating with deceased family members. As Fabio from Italy said, I feel a presence, something, someone. I can't explain it. I saw nothing and heard no one. Nevertheless, I suddenly realized that the speaker had always been there and had followed me while I was in the tunnel. Somehow he had helped me to turn back. We begin a silent dialogue, an immense and unconditional love, a flow of love. Spiritism explains every sentence, everything that Fabio saw. Who are these other beings, and how can we talk with family members long gone from Earth? Does our spirit only live once in a physical body, or do we truly travel through multiple lives? Many religions and individuals believe in the concept of reincarnation. Reincarnation, according to Spiritism, provides a framework for the existence of an immortal soul and a reason why we are truly reborn. People who have had no religious beliefs before, upon reviving from NDEs, have returned accepting their soul to be immortal and that reincarnation is a necessary process for our quest to become a better and more loving individual. Kevin William, who works on the uh, near hyphendeath.com website has compiled and quoted parts of a research paper by Amber Wells. And his article highlights the following. The majority of experiences mentioned learning or enlightenment as the main purpose underlying reincarnation. Here are some comments by experiencers. The spirit needs to embody itself in matter to experience and learn. There are karmic patterns to learn lessons and to work spirit in matter. Life itself is a series of learnings. The lesson are universal and the two most important being truth and forgiveness. All this is explained fully by Spiritism. Here's more comments. We progress at our own rate to reach the light. If you do things that take you away from the light, then you are per per perpetuating your time here. Again, Spiritism says you're here. You have your free will, but you can park as long as you like. You don't have to become better, but that's your choice. And, and so these people are getting the lesson, they, but and that's why they should study Spiritism. Another comment, the inner quality is there. The inner self remains, but the external aspect that may have seemed very strong is dissolved. Individuality wasn't the same there. It was the same as everybody and everybody was me. Your spirit is always you. You are not the personality that you are on earth. In the other realm, you are everything. Light is everything. We are part of the whole, but yet we are still distinct. The findings and comments that I just said are all explained by the doctrine of spiritism. The people who have traveled through an NDE knew what they experienced, but now they have a name for the entire construct of the universe in which they entered for that brief period of time. So what is Spiritism? Spiritism explains why we are here on Earth, the causes of why we must live through good times and bad times, and provides the basis behind the reasons why we travel through successive lives. Spiritism was presented to us by the spirit world, so we here on earth may perfect ourselves to prepare the earth to reach a higher plane of existence. 
while at the same time to improve our capacity to love one another. So the view of our experience from the spirit world can be discovered in the books by Alan Kardec and Chico Salvier, among others. Alan Kardec in his book, The Spirit's Book, documents by a series of questions and answers what happens during the separation of the body from the soul. In question 154, he said, is asked, this is what he, he asked a series of questions so he could learn more from the spirit world of what happens to us. Question 154, he's, he asks, is the separation of the soul from the body a painful process? And the answers from multiple spirits was no, the body often suffers more during life that at that at the moment of death, when the soul is usually unconscious of what is occurring to the body, the sensations experienced at the moment of death are often a source of enjoyment for the spirit who recognizes them as putting an end to the term of his exile. Question 155, how is the separation of soul and body affected? The answer is the bonds which retain the soul being broken, it disengages itself from the body. Is this separation effect instantaneous and by means of abrupt transition, is there any distinctively marked line of demarcation between life and death? And the answer is, no, the soul disengages itself gradually. It does not escape at once from the body like a bird whose cage is suddenly opened. The two states touch and run into each other, and the spirit extricates himself little by little from this fleshly bonds, which are loosed but not broken. So, these statements were written in the 1850s, well before the formal documentation of NDEs arrived. Doesn't the above fit perfectly with the sensation of the spirit somewhat free of the body, communicating with and seeing other spirits, but still connected? All who have had an NDE still have had a bond with their body. Otherwise, they would not have been able to return to their physical form. Death is only the destruction of our body. Our soul is immortal. In Alan Cardin Deck's book, Heaven and Hell, an evocation is being held at a mortuary chamber on April 23, 1862. The participants are communing with a Mr. Sanson, who was a member of the Parisian Spiritist Society. He died on April 21, 1862. He had spent a year in suffering before his death, and he expressed the wish to be communicated with after his death. Here are some of the experts. Excerpts. Question is, did you retain your awareness up to the last instant? And the answer was, yes, my spirit retained its faculties. I no longer saw, I foresaw my entire life unfolded within my memory and my last remembrance. My dying request was to be able to communicate with you as I'm doing right now. I next, next asked God to watch over you so that the dream of my life could be fulfilled. Question eight, were you conscious at the moment in which your body breathed its last? last? What happened to you at the time? What sensations did you feel? His answer was, life expires and sight, or rather the spirit's sight, darkens. You find yourself in the void, the unknown. And then, as if carried by an unknown power, you find yourself in a world where all is joy and wonder. I no longer felt anything, nor was I sure about what was occurring. Nevertheless, an ineffable happiness surrounded me, and I no longer felt the grip of pain. Again, the same session, sensations of... The same feelings of love and joy. There's a book, Workers of the Life Eternal, which was dictated to Chico Xavier in 1946 by the spirit Andre Luis, which describes the death experience from the point of view of one of the spirit helpers in facilitating a person's passing over to the spirit world. Andre Luis was assigned to a team of spirits who were to assist a man named Demas to complete his life. 
Nemus's mother is also there in spirit to help her son in the first moments back in the spirit realm. The chapter on Demas tells us of the spirit help, helpers preparing him for the final transition. This is what it said. Demas discarnate was now hovering a few inches above Demas' corpse. So that was his paraspirit and his, his body. Attached to his body only by a thin silvery cord, similar to a delicate elastic thread between the abandoned brain of dense matter and the brain of rarefied matter of the liberated organism. Nemus's mother quickly left the material body and gathered up the new form, wrapping it in the pure white tunic that she had brought with her. To our incarnate friends, Demas was completely dead. To us, though, the operation was not yet complete. The assistant determined that the fluidic cord could remain intact until the following day, taking into account the needs of the dead man who was not fully prepared for a quicker disengagement. And while the doctor was providing technical explanations to the sobbing relatives, Another spirit invited us to leave while entrusting the newly discarnate soul to the care of the woman who had been his devoted mother in the physical world. So, just like Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. The act of dying is not necessarily a solitary experience. It could be, depending on your spiritual level, but one in which the spirit world hopefully actively assists us. The writings of the spirit domain reinforces and provides an independent validation of the findings of the research into NDE experiences. In fact, spiritism provides the context, the reason, and the motivation for our life here on earth. As one can see, the statements presented in Amber Wells' paper, such as life itself is a series of learnings, the lessons are universal, and the two most important being truth and forgiveness have also been delivered to us via an alternative channel, that of the spirit world communicating directly to mediums to alert us of a life beyond our single human existence. So as we get on and go on more and more, we will talk more about each person's NDEs and their life and what it means, right? We'll get more into the spiritist doctrine. So as we go into near-death experience, we will understand more and more about the spiritist doctrine. It is also enlightening. It will tell us things that we will never, uh, that we, you know, that we're not told here on earth. Let me do the other one here. So spiritism explains why we are here. It explains why we go through. It explains the vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs. Basically, what I believe most of these people who have NDEs, and I, you know, I'm not entirely correct on all this. I'm sure there's always different reasons, but essentially, I think once you look at an NDE as if you are in like a middle school or high school, and the the VP calls you out, so no, you, like you, you Brian, you come here. I got to talk to you. You're not doing too well in class. Let's review what you do and what you should do when you go back in the class. You can behave better. This is, you see this over and over again with NDEs. You have a life review, they talk to them, they go, yeah, I should go back to earth and work on this, or I've learned a lot, I should change my attitude. You see this over and over again. People learn these things and they are astounded. They also are seeing the future. How can they see the future? Well, remember, the spirit world is, there's no time. Right? There's the, when the spirit world, they see, the past, the present, and the future. And depending on the level of the spirit, they can see longer and longer parts of the future. Also, one of the NDEs I'll talk about in a future episode, 
they can also they can also show you movies of what life would be like for your family if you weren't there and if you were there so there, think of the computing power think of think of, of this immense spirit world that has all this data and they can put it in any form that they want and show you what life will be like in certain circumstances plus they can also show you what you've done in in previous events in your life not only what you are thinking but what all those around you are thinking how can that be spiritism explains it spiritism explains that every thought that comes from our mind is tagged every thought imagine the millions of thoughts are going to all go out into the spiral they're all kept and recorded not only your thoughts but every other thought around us and it all comes back and thoughts penetrate our body a lot of empaths will pick up on these things. This is why some crowds, right? And people get all affected at the same time, even though they may not be near each other. But we are affected, maybe some people not at all, some people more, by thoughts. Thoughts are real. Thoughts are actionable. In the spirit world, thought is action. In the physical world here, we have to actually physically talk, right? We think, then we have to say, then we have to do. In the spirit world, you can think, you can create. And I'll go on more and more on this as I take in examples from each person's NDE that I write. And I, I write one aspect of what they're doing, what they're learning, how they are exploring their lives, how's the spirit world actively assisting them in their quest for spiritual perfection, because that's why we're on earth. We are here to be spiritually perfected. So I would say this is the first, hopefully, of quite a few for months to come. I want to invite everyone to uh, join Spiritism Spirit World Around Us group. If you want to see this live on Wednesdays, come right at, you know, give give me comments. I can go off topic. I can, you know, I do that a lot on, on our Sunday night. On Sunday night, I have a program on Kardec Radio, which I'll talk about different aspects of Spiritism. I will load this up on my YouTube and BitTube channel. If you are on YouTube or BitChute, please subscribe, hit the bell. Please share this. Please sh share this to other people who are interested in NDEs and spiritism to, to understand what their life is like, why things happen to them, why there's things of synchronicity, as, as Carl Jung. These are real. These are spirits trying to help you to go into the right direction. So I want to say tonight, thank you for everybody being here, and God bless.